As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Women have been giving birth for centuries, so it's a pretty natural experience, right? Wrong. I'm Stephanie King, professional doula, childbirth educator, and the creator of the My Essential Birth Course, the online childbirth education course that's helping women everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. Today's culture would have us think that birth should be treated like an illness or an emergency, and that most of us need other people telling us what's best for our bodies because we aren't the experts. So sit tight, because if you're tuning into this podcast, you'll probably start to believe in your body, your intuition, and find yourself empowered and confident to do what it takes to have the birth of your dreams. If you like listening to me take you through these weekly topics step-by-step, then you're going to love the My Essential Birth course. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and definitely head over to myessentialbirth.com for the free downloads mentioned right here in these episodes and to join the birth course and community full of pregnant moms just like you. I have to add a disclaimer that I am not a medical professional and I cannot provide medical advice. All of the information expressed in this podcast are based off of personal, professional, and educational experiences and are my own opinions. Please work with a provider you trust for medical advice during your pregnancy and birth. Let's start off with this week's reviewer of the week. It is Lulu Daisy 1001 and she says, this was the first podcast I listened to when I found out I was pregnant. Information was presented in such a fair, balanced, and non-judgmental way. In particular, I loved, all caps, hearing different birth stories. They reinforce what an amazing and positive experience birth should be. I had a beautiful, natural birth on my own terms, armed with so much knowledge from this podcast. Thank you, Lulu. And that is exactly what I hope every single mom that is listening is able to say at some point that you had a positive birth experience, whatever that looks like for you, and that hopefully some of this podcast was part of that knowledge and preparation. So thank you. And reminding all of you again, leave me all the reviews. I love them. I actually just had a couple weeks ago where I was like feeling a little down, like just being a mom and homeschooling and running a business and being a wife and all the things that come with living. But I I just had this moment where I was like, man, I am like bogged down by things. And I remember reading one of these reviews and just being like, this is why you do what you do. Like, remember this. So even if you're not writing it for other people and other moms to see and you write it for me, I just want to say thank you because I am human too. And I need to be reminded of the good that these kinds of things are doing because that's why I'm here. Like I have a great grand desire to help other women that are going through pregnancy and birth. Um, That's where my fire and my passion comes from. So that leads me to today's episode. It's not super passiony and fiery. And at the same time, it kind of is. Um, I'm not going to go into like some, you know how I get heated up sometimes. This is not a heated up topic. However, at the same time, this is a topic I think kind of gets pushed under the rug a little bit. And maybe I've mentioned it here before, um, but it's just kind of talking about postpartum for mom. And I'm not going to, this is going to be more of like a 
birth bag, postpartum bag, kind of like checklist for mom, keep an eye on these things or make sure you have these things nearby. Because I spend a lot of time on like the pregnancy prep and the the birth prep and what is needed for baby, which is all very important things. But I think because as moms, we focus a lot on our babies as we should, it can become really easy for us to get about what we need for ourselves and to constantly be putting ourselves to the side. And there is good in sacrifice there and it's normal. And I don't want to make that abnormal in any way. Like that is really common and it's okay. I also want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because kind of like this analogy is used a lot in all kinds of things, but kind of like you think of like when you're on an airplane, right? And the oxygen masks come down and what do they tell you to do if you're with a child? You put yours on first. And why is that? Because you can't save your baby if you don't have enough oxygen to be able to focus on what they need after. So it's kind of a similar situation when we're talking about postpartum. Yes, there are natural needs that that baby is going to have and you're going to be focused on those and that's great and wonderful. And if you're taking care of yourself, it's going to be a lot easier to do. So these are just kind of some like practical tips that I want to talk about, practical things that you can have around the house or with you at the hospital or your birth center or wherever you give birth that will help you kind of ease into that postpartum period a little smoother. So I'm hoping this is actually going to be like a pretty simple and quick episode with really tactical things like grab your pen and paper. This is one of those episodes where you're just going to want to write down all the things really quick. Of course, I will include links for a lot of the items that I'm talking about here. Anything I mention here is going to have a link that you can click to. The other side of this, if you are listening to this as a mom, particularly a mom who has been through postpartum, or if you're a mom and you're like, oh, but my friend recommended this and like, I can't wait to try it. Or she said she loved it. And you didn't hear it on this episode because this is going to be the basics. Please shoot me a message on Instagram and we're going to put up a post for this week as well. So I want you guys to list all of these favorite things, tips or actual tools that you're using or have used in the past or plan to use that you think are just going to be so helpful for moms. So I want to keep this really basic, but then we're going to add to it over the week on Instagram. Um, You'll see it on stories and you'll see it as well in the posts. So keep an eye on that because I definitely want to hear from you guys as well. Um, But I Oh, and two, I wanted to say this is probably a really perfect episode for your birth partner to listen into. So I know a lot of the times it's like, hey, which episode should we have dad listen to? And we're working on compiling a list for you guys so that you can just like, hey, listen to all of these. And I think it'll vary person to person, depending on which kind of birth you have, what your preferences are, what you're going to have your birth partner listen to. However, this is one of those that I think every birth partner should listen to because they can work with you. This is one of those like easy communication, easy bonding experience. Let's do these practical, easy things together and build that relationship as you go and feel loved and supported. And then hopefully your birth partner is going to know a little bit more about what you need. So with that said, I'm going to start kind of at your birthplace, whether that is your hospital or you're at a birth center or at your home. It's kind of more of like if you're away, your bag and what that's going to look like. Um, A lot of these things can be found in the home if you're having a home birth. So but just kind of like to have your eye on it. So obviously, 
you're going to have like your birth bag, right? And those are all the simple things. I'll include the birth bag checklist as a part of uh, this episode that you can download. We've done that in the previous episode. I'll include the link to the previous episode. So if you're looking for what should be in your birth bag, all of those things are going to come with you. Uh, and and so even I would say for you too, like you're going to want to have things like your birth plan, obviously, all of your like personal stuff, your ID card, your driver's license, your um, whatever insurance you have, paperwork, you know, all of those kinds of things. Yes. Um, obviously, you're going to want to have enough clothing and you want comfortable clothing, things like slippers and sandals and maybe pajamas or a robe or something like bigger, um, something warm and comfy that you can put on. I really like I have a big thing about comfy socks, like the textures that are touching me. All of your senses become heightened during labor. And so like what you're hearing, what you're smelling, what you're seeing, what you're touching. And so for me, even though normally I'm like not super picky about like my shirt fabrics or anything like that during labor, I am, it has to be really soft. Um, it has to be light, has to be comfortable. In some cases it has to be heavy. Like I just said, you know, for when I'm hot, it has to be light when I'm cold. It has to not just be like a warm blanket. It has to like have some weight to it. Uh, so think of those things and what might be comfortable to you. Give yourself a couple different variations, but those are things that are going to be comfortable to you during the actual labor. And, but I, I do want to talk more about postpartum. So obviously if you're talking labor, that's going to be like, make sure they have a birth ball and heat packs and chapstick and water and, and all that kind of stuff too. Any electronics you want to have, bring your own pillows and blankets, whatever you're doing to make that space comfortable uh, and as much as like homey as you can. I know birth centers tend to be a little more that way just because they don't have all the wires and the beeping and the 20 rooms and nurses in and out and that kind of stuff. However, even if they have like a bedroom set up, bringing your own stuff can really be calming and relaxing and affirmations and on all the things. But let's talk about the postpartum and what you should pack in your hospital or birth center bag. So these are some of the things maybe you don't think about. Uh, or you won't think about until it's too late. And so that's what I'm hoping to do with this episode is kind of catch you early. So number one is toiletries. And as we go, I really hope that this is like, uh, duh, right? <laughs> I want this to be like so common sense. And then there's a couple things you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's a good one. Let me write this down. And that's where you're going to fill those gaps, hopefully. But toiletries, and that includes body wash, shampoo, lotion, toothbrush and toothpaste, a hairbrush, makeup, if you're interested in that, hair bands. That's your basic list. And I know it sounds simple. I mean, I don't know. I Maybe I treated it too much like a hotel with my second birth. I legitimately thought they would just have things like travel, shampoo, and conditioner ready to go for after somebody gave birth. Like people take showers or need to shower at the hospital. I'm fully aware of that. So like, why was that not provided? <laughs> so I had to borrow my roommate's um, these toiletries. Anyways, so my point is those basic things can make you feel way more comfortable. And my favorite part is after you give birth and you are in a position to be able to, whether or not you had an epidural and stitching and all that stuff, you're in a position to be able to like stand up and go rinse off, like take an actual shower, not just have somebody wipe down your legs and vaginal area and make you nice and clean, quote unquote. My favorite part and I would say like bring the fancy stuff and it doesn't have to be expensive fancy stuff, but like bring the stuff that like smells really good, just like delicious to you. Like when you smell it, you're like, this is everything I ever wanted in a scent because 
after you have that baby and you are able to shower, that is your like first chance to just, I, my shower personally is my sacred space. And I am like jokey a little bit about that, but also not at all. Like I get my great ideas in there. I get my rest in there. I like my calm can come from my morning shower. So imagine that after the chaos and awesomeness of having a baby, like take a moment for yourself and bring the good stuff. Okay, those are your toiletries. And I'm sure I'm missing things. So you guys, I said this was going to be basic. Clothing. What you bring with you to the hospital. Now, mind you, I have some sister-in-laws who I was clearly told like they gave birth and walked out of the hospital wearing the pants that they start like before they were pregnant. So I'm like, I'm tiny. I'm definitely bringing those pants. And I did. And I was smart enough to bring a backup pair because there was no chance I was making those up my thighs. So if that's you, go ahead, bring bring the vanity pants. That sounds great. Plan on the stretchy pants too. The majority of us are going to fit the stretchy pants. And whether or not you go in expecting to have a cesarean, should you need a cesarean, you want to have something that's not going to be hitting directly on a new cesarean scar area or incision in this case. So something like maternity would probably be the best or like a yoga pant with like a really loose band at the top. Um, Something that's going to go like up to like right under your ribs or just really soft, gentle on the lower area. So that that's what I would say for pants, something super stretchy and comfortable. I, again, I'm like, I want clean and I want comfortable socks. So, so that's important to you. Same thing. This is a time to break out that nursing bra and it can be kind of tricky. I know there's like a whole thing behind trying to figure out what kind of nursing bra to purchase and how it's going to fit and what size to get. So just plan on bringing a nursing bra something. <laughs> Usually it takes a couple of days for your milk to come in anyway. So the chances are it'll fit you better in the hospital or your birthplace than it does when you get home. Um, Cause once that engorgement happens, maybe it takes a minute for you to like chill back out and fit back into that loose, comfy shirt, something again, light, comfortable, something you can layer, bring a loose, comfortable shirt um, and also bring a robe. That was probably one of my favorite things. It wasn't anything fancy. I think mine was like the cheapest they had from motherhood maternity, but it was so nice to like, I don't feel like wearing a shirt right now. Like I just want the robe on and I can nurse when I need to and change and whatever. And it just felt good. So that can be something awesome too. Um, And then depends. So a lot of your birth center and the hospital places, even at home, like they're going to have these like nice, big, long maxi pads for you because whether you've had a cesarean birth or a vaginal birth, you will be bleeding vaginally. And they, they're like these nice big pads and they come with these like big, sexy mesh underwear. And yes, I'm being sarcastic about the sexy part. Um, but that's what you get sent home with and they're fine and they do the job. If you were looking for like a one and done, you might want to do some depends. I know women that swear by them. I was not able to do this. I didn't even think about it when I was having my babies, but for sure it's something we teach and something I know women love. So if that sounds like you bring a pair of depends and not just one, you're going to bring a couple because you know, you need to change it. Along with that is a belly bind. And this is something that I think gets left by the wayside a lot. But I think it can be awesome for moms, especially in the hospital. So I have actually been to hospital births and done after 24 hours. I've come back and done a Bangkok bind, a Malaysian Bangkok style bind. And that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. But if you don't have somebody to bind you or dad doesn't know how to bind you quite yet, 
you can just get a Velcro bind off of Amazon and I'll put some in the um, show note links. This is something that's come up for sure in the private Facebook group for the My Essential Birth Course Mamas. And they've posted all different kinds of binds and what they like. My preference is always the Bangkok bind. However, it is a little bit more work um, and it can be a little bulky. So just keep that in mind. Plus, dad's going to have to know how to do it. But the, the Bangkok bind is my favorite because it's extremely customizable. So I've shared on here before when I've talked about belly binding, I have a really short torso. I'm a short lady. I have a short torso. So these Velcro binds were too big, too bulky, too long. They weren't going to work. And that's what drew me to and made me research and find the Bangkok bind. So Bangkok binds are just a long strip of muslin fabric and there's different widths and different lengths. Um, I do mine pretty long and I do them um, I wish I had my notes with me in this moment because I think it's like between six and a half to seven and a half inches. Anyways, and that gets wrapped um, in a very specific way. And I like to do them at night because I can wrap mom all the way down to the hips because you move around less at night. You're not walking around and it doesn't shake out of place as much. But I love it because it squeezes those hips in at night. And then as you're wrapping, it creates something that's called the spine. And don't worry, I will put pictures of this. <laughs> um, I'll put it, I'll maybe I'll add some to the actual like show notes and blog posts, but I also will get them on Instagram for you this week. But the spine that it creates and it creates the spine in the front of your body, it actually forces you into an upright straight position. And for moms, especially new moms, postpartum, you are, even though you shouldn't be, which is a conversation for a different day, you're leaning over your baby a lot to pick them up, to nurse, to to eat. Literally, you're like leaning over all the time and you've got this like hunchback going on. You don't realize until maybe day four, five, six or a weekend that your back is killing you. The best part about the bind is it forces you to be in an upright position. So it actually forces better nursing too, because then it's like, oh, I better lean back so I can have baby over me instead of bringing my breast to baby. There's all different reasons that I recommend you having a belly bind. Definitely look into having a belly bind with you. Now, along with that, something that moms don't think about, prenatal vitamins. As soon as you give birth to that baby, it is so easy to forget about, I have to eat, I have to drink, I have to take these prenatal vitamins. Like it becomes so easy to neglect those things. I want you to remember, bring the vitamins. Just bring them, even if you don't take them because you'll see them and you'll go, oh yeah, I have to take care of myself. I want that to be your reminder. Keep up on the prenatal vitamins postpartum. Take care of yourself. It's Once that baby's out, you still have you to take care of. It's easy to remember them when they're in because you're like, I'm taking these for baby but you're also taking them for yourself and you should continue to do that postpartum. I also say bring a yummy drink. And <laughs> this might sound so stupid. And the drink I'm going to recommend is probably going to be like, you're rolling your eyes and like, are you kidding me? And anyways, there's a bunch. It's not like this is your number one drink. You can actually, one of the best drinks that you can bring is like a citrus, like an orange juice, like a fresh squeezed orange juice. That's one of the best things that you can bring. It's good for all kinds of things. Um, but blood sugar and electrolytes and, and all that happy stuff, vitamins and, and whatnot. Um, I'm thinking more on the side of like, I like something bubbly. And because I'm so careful and good when I am pregnant, and you don't have to be, and you can bring a different drink. I'm thinking like a LaCroix. And so for all of you people rolling your eyes, we have, my husband and I have all these great friends who are like 
Febreze water. They've called it all kinds of things. And I'm like, I know, I know, but I need something bubbly and I want it to have just a touch of flavor. So you can bring soda, you can bring whatever, but bring yourself a little something fun that's like, yes, let's toast, let's celebrate. Maybe it's even something that you haven't been drinking. Maybe you've got gestational diabetes and you're like, but I really want a Dr. Pepper now, (laughs) you know, maybe bring that and that's fine too. Um, Don't worry right away about caffeine and everything and breastfeeding and like you don't don't stress yourself out it's okay to have like a tiny drink as a celebration and and move on now breastfeeding this is for mom remember um and this so yes there's tons of stuff we can bring for baby and they're gonna need all this whatever but things for mom's comfort are like bringing a boppy or like because it's just this like nice comfy pillow that you can use right away and you're not trying to get all the pillows situated it's like here is your relaxation pillow so that you can breastfeed your baby, um, which I don't know, maybe IBCLCs are like, yeah, you just told them to like bring baby to breast and now you're telling them to use the boppy and you're messing it all up. And I don't know. So if you're an IBCLC listening, write me all the letters. That's fine. But I like having a boppy with me. On the other hand, you can also have things like, not on the other hand, don't forget also to include these things, things like lanolin or any kind of nipple cream or coconut oil, whatever you plan to use. Yes, oftentimes the hospital or birth center is going to have those things. Maybe they don't. Whatever the case, just make sure you have a little bit with you because the earlier you start introducing that as soon as you begin nursing, the less chance you have for like bleeding, cracked, or really uncomfortable nipples moving forward. Now, of course, again, for the IBCLCs listening, bleeding, cracked nipples are an entirely different issue. But my point is it's going to be raw. It's going to be sore. Um, and it's, I mean, just imagine like it's a very sensitive part of your body and then it's going to have like constant suction on it. So just be prepared. You're going to want to cool that area down, I guess. And along with that breast pads. So whether or not that is the throwaway breast pads or you have, um, like they have the fabric ones, which I guess conversation for another day as well, but those can, you know, lead to yeast infections and whatever. I personally used them and didn't have a problem, but and whatever kind of breast pad you plan to use, uh, you can bring those with you as well, because that if your breast milk does come in right away or whatever, um, and you start leaking all over the place, it's just nice to have something to catch it really quick. So, and whether or not, you know, there's like the breast pad and then there's like the ones that you can put in there and they like catch the milk and you can use it again. I think Medela has them and some other brands. So that's something that you can consider as well. Those are the things that I think you need at your birthplace that I think are going to be really helpful for you postpartum. Now, I want to run through a quick postpartum checklist for mom at home. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. I feel like the the hospital stuff or like the birth center stuff, that's like the things that we expect to hear. Some of this I hope is going to be like, oh, I'm so glad she said that. So stick with me because that's what I'm hoping to do for this episode. This is kind of your postpartum checklist. 
Number one, and it's in no particular order. So the first thing I'm talking about are diaper stations for mom. For mom. Now we know what needs to be in it for baby, right? You're gonna need diapers and wipes and butt cream and whatever else we choose to put in there. But for mom, these are your diaper stations. This is not for when you change your baby's diaper. These are for when you change your diaper because for a minute, you're gonna need a little help. And this is what I want you to have. So it's whatever pads you're using or depends that you're using, you're going to make sure you have plenty of different options in there for yourselves and enough that you don't have to be getting new stuff all the time. Make sure that you have your peri bottle. You should have gotten this from your birth center, even if if you're at a home birth, um, definitely if you're at a hospital. But even if you're at a home birth, this is something that comes in like the the midwifery bag or like your home birth kit, that's definitely something you need to have. The peri bottle is so that you can spray it on yourself to, it's basically instead of using toilet paper, use that to wipe. If you're pooping, obviously like, sure, spray it down with the peri bottle, but you're probably going to wipe the back part. Um, but, but a peri bottle is like a must and just use it because I didn't. And I didn't know what it was for until after I had all my kids. So you're welcome. <laughs> Enjoy it. Uh, perineal spray. This is something that I like to give out as a doula. This is, um, it's a calming, soothing, healing, comforting spray. And it can be made of different kinds of herbs and witch hazel and whatnot. There is Earth Mama Angel Baby, I think makes one that I know is really popular. They have a balm as well. So something to soothe the perineal area. I like the spray because it's just like a quick spritz (laughs) and and there you go wakes you right up right maybe keep it in the fridge I don't know why I didn't think of that till right now keep it in the fridge Mm, but then it won't be at your cart no keep just keep it in your diaper station um that is me thinking right now out loud you're welcome the other thing that you're going to want to include is uh if you're thinking of it or you're prepared for it is padsicles And that's something it's probably for the first week or two. You're just going to love having these. You're going to have to prep them before you go into labor. That's something you're going to have to grab on the way to. I I usually say you do it. You don't have to like change a padsicle every time you go to the bathroom. So it's not necessarily just a diaper station thing. It's more of like a I get out of the shower or like after I do my sits bath, um, I get out of the shower or I get out, I get out of the sits bath and I'm going to put that on right away and it's going to feel really, really good. But padsicles are going to include something like aloe vera, um, um, some witch hazel and lavender, whatever herbs and stuff you plan to put on there. But you basically get a ton of pads, lay them out, put all that stuff on there um, and it has water in it as well. You roll it up or put it together, however you do it, and then you freeze them. That way, when it's time, it's like padsicle, popsicle, right? It is frozen. It feels good. It is so soothing to that area. That area is swollen, just ice, all the things, all the things. It's going to be feeling really, really good. Along with that is all the stuff that you're going to want for a sitz bath. So that's your Epsom salt, whether or not you choose to have like the sitz bath. They have them that they just fit inside of the toilet and you like literally set your perineum on it. You can also just fill the tub just hip height with really warm water. Remember, you've just had a baby, so you don't want hot water like all the way on your abdomen because it's going to encourage bleeding and we're trying to not have you bleed too much postpartum. But if you do the the sits bath and you do hip height water, really warm with some Epsom salt and um, baking soda, it can feel really, really soothing. And then you get out and you use your patsicle. The other thing to include is underwear. So if you're using pads or using something else, make sure that you have some extra changes of underwear uh, at your diaper station so that you can, like, 
if you bleed over or whatever, you're not like, hey, honey, if you're anything like me, can you bring me more underwear? Uh, you'll be ready to go. You'll have some different changes of underwear and that'll be really great. The other thing uh, I think will be really helpful to have is the EPGS or the Edinburgh Postnatal Depression Scale. And this is something I'll include a link. You're just going to print it out. You can put it on the fridge. You can put one in your diaper station. You can put one at your breastfeeding station, which we'll talk about in a moment. But it's something that is really quick reference that when you're just out of it and you're tired and whatever, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to like it's seeing these things, like I'm supposed to feel a certain way or like not be this tired or, you know, and it just is a quick overview. It's a scale for moms for postpartum or postnatal depression. So if you're noticing like as days go on, you're like checking more of the boxes, then that's something to pay attention to. It's just to keep it at the forefront of your mind. It's nothing I want you to freak out about, but it's really good information to have. And definitely for birth partners, that's why I say put it on the fridge because you know mom best. And as you're walking by and she's postpartum, yes, you're both tired, but you're, you can kind of catch those things and be like, oh, actually, I don't think that is normal. All right, early and easy checklist to do for moms postpartum. If you are postpartum and you are not doing these things, add them in slowly but start doing them every day. These are things that can stop postpartum depression or stop it from coming on. And they're really simple things that just go back to that kind of, are we taking care of ourselves postpartum? So here's your checklist. Write this down. You should be getting outside in the sun for 20 minutes a day. You should be moving your body for 20 minutes a day. Those two things can happen at the same time, but they don't have to. Maybe you do yoga inside for 20 and you just sit outside in the sun with your baby for 20 minutes. That's great. They can be separate. They can be together. Take your prenatal. I know I mentioned that, but taking your vitamins is really important. And along with that, make sure that you are drinking plenty of water, especially as you're breastfeeding. Uh, that's something that I'll talk about in a moment should be at your breastfeeding station is tons of water because you get really thirsty when you breastfeed. But make sure you're drinking plenty of water. It should be at least half of your body weight in ounces of water. So if you are 100 pounds, you would drink 50 ounces of water a day. So keep, that's just like an easy way to keep track of it. Um, and then stick to your high protein well-balanced diet because even though that baby is out, you still have to take care of yourself and your nutrition. So high, just whatever you were doing with baby, the high protein, well-balanced, continue to do that. And then take at least five minutes a day to talk to an adult <laughs> about how you're feeling. Five minutes, make sure it's an adult, like your husband, your birth partner, um, your mom, your, whoever's coming over to talk to you, your postpartum doula, whatever. Make sure that you are talking to somebody out loud about how you're feeling. That is your daily checklist. Keep that in mind. Keep it close. It is simple, but it gets forgotten or mixed up really, really quick and easy. Belly bind. I know I said that for the postpartum at the hospital or your birth center. I'm going to say that here too. Once you're home, if you were using the Velcro bind and you're ready to do like a Bangkok bind, I recommend doing the Bangkok. Either way, bind that belly. Same thing again with like the clothing. Make sure you have comfortable clothing at home and enough changes that you're like, able to change and not have to do laundry right away. So that's your nursing bras, big comfy pants, the robe, all that kind of stuff. And then let's talk about the breastfeeding stations. So I mentioned your diaper stations for mom, breastfeeding stations also for mom. So yes, we've got the breastfeeding stuff for the baby, burp clots, all that kind of stuff. For mom, it's that linalin or nipple cream. And remember, this is your basics list. Breast pads, 
uh, breast shields or whatever, because originally I don't say, you know, bring that necessarily to the hospital unless you know you've had a baby with that issue before. Like otherwise they typically have them at those locations or you can get one really quickly. But breast shields or whatever else you need to help feed your baby. Uh, and that's good for obviously mom's breast and everything. Comfy pillows or like I said, like a nursing pillow, whether that's the My Breast Friend or um, the boppy, whatever you're going to use to be able to nurse your baby comfortably. A chair that you can lean back in because again, you are supposed to bring baby to the breast, not breast to the baby. And if you can lean back a little bit naturally, it's going to help encourage that motion. And then food and water, you guys, you get like the second that baby latches and you were like, <gasps> I've never been so parched in my life. Like where I am in the middle of the Sahara desert, I can feel it. Like you cannot breathe. You are so thirsty. And once that baby is latched, especially when you are a first time mom, you were like, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I will die here until this baby is done. And it's likely you're going to be there for 45 minutes. <laughs> so um, unless you have somebody at your beckoning call every couple minutes, Make sure you have food and water. Just make sure anyways. Food and water you should have at your station. And that is whatever your favorites are. So whatever yummy snacks you want. And I don't like seriously gummy snacks and granola bars and whatever else. Yes, you can add in like good protein and the meat and cheese and crackers and whatever, like a hard boiled egg. Make sure that you have snacks at that location and include a treat. You might be there for over an hour, you know. Um, so trail mix, whatever easy to eat, something really fun, yummy, delicious. Um, and then lots of water. And then I always say have a phone charger there, like grab an extra one. They're on Amazon for like five to $10. Grab an extra phone charger because chances are you're going to be tired. You'll be disconnected. You're going to breastfeed. You realize your phone is dying and you'll be so bummed, right? Cause that's your time to like check in with everybody or whatever. And maybe you don't want to use your phone and that's great too. Put it down, focus on baby. That's wonderful. But should you want to, even to text your dear spouse that you need whatever, then you have it on you and it's no big deal. Uh, those are honestly my basic, basic, basic tips for mom specifically postpartum for things, those tangible tactical things that you can have with you at all times. My favorite part is like, this is all stuff that you can prepare right now and then you don't need to touch and then it'll just be there for when you are done postpartum. Remember, these are things specific for mom. So I didn't go over whatever you might need or want to have at those stations. For example, for baby things like, like I liked to um, clip my baby's nails when I was breastfeeding. So maybe I'd have a little baby nail clipper there or whatever. My, my point is this was all for moms. And so again, this week, when we post the Instagram post on stories and on posts, I want you guys to tell me what things are your absolute favorite, what you couldn't do without, your favorite like products or brand names or whatever that as I'm talking about these things, you're like, oh, yes, find it here. Like I know even in our private Facebook group, it's like, oh, what about the like robes for labor? Like there's been some awesome robes for labor, same for postpartum. So there's just I think sharing that information is super fun. But if you guys have any other ideas that come to you, you can email at hello at myessentialbirth.com. You can also send a DM to at myessentialbirth on Instagram. And yeah, I hope this was helpful for you guys and I will see you next week. That's it for this week, but make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications first as I drop new episode every week. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for all of the free downloads mentioned here and to join the birth course and community serving pregnant moms just like you. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, I would love it if you would take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and include one at the beginning of each episode. See you next week.